0: Who is this third person in our studio today? It's a burglar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a burglar. Let's discuss.
1: Hello there and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Adam Russell, and this week is a little bit different of an episode because I'm on tour with my band, Story of the Year. And we happen to be in Houston, Texas, where our friends Sarah and Stephen Maciel live. Sarah and Stephen, of course, are the hosts of Princess and Scoundrel. And we wanted to take that opportunity to do something special and record together in person. The other guys from the podcast weren't available because of the weird schedule again, but We had a good time making what ended up being sort of a hybrid episode between Princess and Scoundrel and Thank the Makers. So this is, of course, the audio version. And the video version will be available on the Princess and Scoundrel YouTube channel. And then I'm sure the audio version will be on their feed as well. Regardless, it was a great conversation talking about sort of the origins of Princess and Scoundrel and the Thank the Maker Network, our experience and our community in Star Wars, what's coming in the future, Mosh Isley, and things like that. It was a really good time. Hope you enjoy, without further ado, the podcast.
0: Welcome to Princess and Scoundrel, where we take you along our scrapply ever after from fantasy land to Tatooine and everything in between. I'm Sarah. And I'm Steven. And?
1: I'm the guest, Adam, but also <laughs> the host of, it's confusing.
0: It is a little confusing, <laughs> it's confusing, yeah. So Adam is here in studio with us. This is the first time we've ever had an in-person guest. So it's an honor to have you here.
1: It's an honor to be here in your home.
0: <laughs> Doing laundry. And in your studio. <laughs> yeah, totally just a studio.
2: What? This was actually like a good test of if we were to have a guest, how much of a scramble it is to try to get it going.
0: Literally held together with duct tape this
2: <laughs> yeah. production is today. <laughs> Dangling by duct tape. So yeah. you know, There's going to have to be updates made.
0: But you're here in town. You don't live in the same town as us. I do not. Uh, But you happen to be here today and we're hanging out and we thought it would be a good idea to have a conversation and just record. Yeah. We're usually just internet friends in little boxes on screens.
1: Yeah, it's so funny how all of us, even, you know, I've known Ryan for years, obviously, but all of us are mainly internet friends, like you said, and we just see these digital versions of each other. We hang out. Probably more than I do with a lot of my other friends, but it's on a screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really, it's really nice to actually be in a meat space, as meat they say. Meat space. With people. Oh, that's, yeah.
0: that's lovely. I was going to like compliment your hair, but you're <laughs> talking about meat space.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, we're human, you know, the meat bags, yeah, humans are enough. together, not in, not in the <laughs> cyber space or whatever. Well, when Sarah told me about
2: it, she said, yeah, you know, it's going to come over. We're going to try to record. So I was like, man, that's really cool. But That also for our podcast, we, you know, we let everybody know that we're part of Thank the Maker, but we haven't really had a podcast together. Like we haven't talked to the other guys. It's only been you. So I think this is like a good time to just kind of talk about how we became Princess and Scoundrel. And, you know, we got to connect with you guys and being a part of your group and how Star Wars kind of just brought us together. And
1: And for our listeners who may or may not have listened to your podcast yet this is a a good way to kind of bring everybody together and and share the love across the network. Yeah. So I'll start.
0: Yes, yes.
2: Go ahead. (laughs) Origin stories. Yeah, origin. It was a uh, stormy night. No, I, you know, I had kind of grown up playing video games and always dreamt of, like, doing something that wasn't in my norm. But I got the normal job, normal, you know, nine-to-five type of thing, and I always wanted more. Right. So I started... During the pandemic, it was one of those things that I started streaming. And it was because I was like, you know what? I don't ever want to regret not doing it. I may not be a success. I may not, nothing come of it, but I want to get past it.
0: And streaming, playing video games. Playing
2: video games. Yeah. And, right. um, and the funny thing was, is, is I'm pretty introverted. Yeah, I'm not an, a social butterfly. So the fact that I wanted to be a streamer was very, very
1: oxymoron. Whereas like, I wanted to talk to people, but I don't like talking to people. That's probably uh, pretty common though, right? <laughs> like it seems like in, in the gaming community, that's like a common thing. Yeah, well, and I think-
2: right? it's
0: an outlet, I think.
2: Yeah. I, I think the part that I started getting comfortable, you know, first it was just kind of getting used to my own skin, mm-hmm. but being able to start a conversation with sometimes nobody. And I think that led into getting to know people, having a community and then keep on growing. And that's when- you joined me mm-hmm. on my streams and it was almost 10 times easier because now I'm not talking to myself. Right. I have somebody to talk with. Yeah. And, um, shenanigans
0: ensued. Yeah. Shenanigans
2: ensued. We, you know, we had a good time and I think there's that little bit, and I think we've talked about it on our lives is with it being live, there's a sense of, you just got to keep rolling. You make a mistake, you know, you yep. can't say cut, let's do it again. It's let's go with it and just keep going.
0: Which is also kind of terrifying. It, it is. Some of the stuff that comes out of my mouth is... <laughs> <laughs> it
2: that, should when, be edited. <laughs> when I'm like staring at you with daggers, that's usually <laughs> what it is.
0: Kicking me under the table.
2: Um, and that's where I want to hear like your perspective because you did go through like a full like, you know, rock star period where it's like you're in front of... It's a of, lifestyle. You're in yeah. front of tons and tons of people yeah. that I still could not get myself to to do. But Sarah and I started streaming. We started having... Trivia nights and talking about Star Wars and kind of on there, just teasing that we wanted to do, we wanted to do a podcast, do Star Wars, talk about the things that we like. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just led us to progressively get, you know, learn this content creation type thing. And um, from there, we got into Sarah doing her thing with the travel agent stuff.
0: Yeah. I got busy as a travel agent um, and then Star Cruiser was announced and... That's when Dano invited me to be on his channel and we were speculating about Star Cruiser pricing. And then just as more Star Cruiser news came on, he would have me on his channel. And from doing that, I was like, hey, maybe we could do this whole YouTube thing. And then booked Dano's trip. You and the rest of the Think the Maker guys, Adam, right. were on it. And then you invited me on your podcast to just talk about Galactic Star Cruiser. And I think
1: like the pregame episode, right? Or
0: No, it was like back in October, back when, when we, we first booked, booked. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. way back yeah, yeah, when. Yeah. And I think I had asked you, I was like, Hey, if I have questions like we're thinking of starting a podcast, if I have questions about equipment. And then you and I started talking like that about just podcast stuff. And you are like, Hey man, you know it'd be cool. Yeah. Come hang out with us. Yeah. And that was that was it. I mean Yeah. I think within a couple months, we launched. We launched at the beginning of the year, and we've been buddies ever since.
1: Yeah. The whole thing just kind of made sense and seemed to fall in place, starting with Mike and then with the two of you. Mike, you know, I've talked about this before. We told this story how we met almost 20 years ago when he was in high school, and he came to a show, and, you know, I didn't have any memory of that. You know, it <laughs> turns out I gave him a beer when he was 17 years old. But he's, he's like, such an engaging Social dude, and he's really good at reaching out on social media. And he's like such a charismatic dude that you know you get some messages on social media, and you're like, I don't know about this person, but Mike, <laughs> it's like this dude seems legit, you know. And then he happened to be a friend of a friend, and that all connected, and he hit me with this idea for Armor Party, and I thought that was amazing. And the idea of adding another podcast into a mini network of two just seemed to make perfect sense. We got really close really fast. And then we met you, like you said, through Dano and the booking and everything. And immediately seeing your social media and what you were doing with, especially using like the, you know, the TikTok style, real style thing to communicate everything that you do as a travel agent, and it seemed like a no brainer. She clearly knows how to speak to a camera, clearly knows how to speak on a microphone. And there's this whole other side that we don't really touch with Thank the Maker with the, the park going and everything. It just made so much sense covering the, the costuming, covering the, the park going. We're doing general Star Wars stuff. And everyone's personalities seem to mesh so well. We're all super passionate. So I you don't know, it just all fell into place.
0: Thank goodness, so, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, It turns out you're not assholes, and that's really good.
0: <laughs> I mean, you just haven't seen that side of us yet. Okay, well.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's time. Yeah.
0: There's plenty of time. But that's the good thing. Is like we did all go on Star Cruiser together as a group. That was the first time. All of us had been in the same place at one time. Yeah.
1: First time I had seen, well, if you count when he was 17, first time I had seen Mike in person. Are you serious? Yeah. Like we had, we hadn't met in person since then. It was all completely on the internet.
0: And you don't even remember
2: it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No memory. So (laughs) as far as my brain is concerned, I saw Mike for the first time last year. So. it's incredible. Yeah.
2: Well, and I think that was one of the things that I kind of, I was telling Sarah, I was like, our worlds are so much different. Mm -hmm. You know, Mike's. You guys, us, and that's usually the case with anything that people involved in Star Wars, there's this passion. Mm -hmm. Like we love Star Wars and it doesn't really matter kind of where we came from. We have this common, you know, thread and we end up being, okay, yeah, he's pretty cool. Let's hang out. And I think that's usually like how it happens is there's nothing that tells us, oh, he's going to be a good guy. He's going to you know, bad guy. He's like, he likes Star Wars. He's he's already like, all right in my book. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's the community thing, like you mentioned with with streaming, with gaming. At some point, you kind of, like, you find your people, so to speak. You know, I, I have tons of Star Wars friends or friends that are that are fans of Star Wars at home that I grew up with, you know, people I worked with. But it wasn't until I found, well, once, once Ryan and I really connected, and then we found Nick, and then we found Mike, and then we found you guys and Dano, where it really felt like, oh, this is really my community. Like, I've spent half of my life in music and music feels like, I mean, that that is my life's work. That is my identity in a lot of ways, but star Wars and science fiction and movies and science period and all that kind of stuff was actually like my first passion. And I'm most nostalgically connected to that over and above music. So going to things like celebration, meeting all of you having that experience on star cruiser, it's just one of those moments where you go, Oh, this is this is it. You know what I mean?
0: It like it unlocks a new level, like a core happiness in you yeah. that you didn't realize you needed. Yeah. Which is so silly because it's just like a little like run around and play in Star Wars for two days.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think the internet has helped that. Yeah. Because growing up, there wasn't a big community to say, oh, you like Star Wars too? Let's hang out. Right. It was, you know, you had the kids down the street, you'd play and they didn't like it. Okay. I didn't talk about it again today. Yeah. yeah. You would have to like really dig around. And then because Star Wars was such a quote unquote nerdy thing, not too many people talked about it. So right. if you did like it, it was, you were, you were a closet Star Wars fan. You were a
1: closet nerd. Yeah. You could be the only kid on your block that, that messes with Star Wars at all. Yeah. You know? So, yeah.
2: it, you know, but now that we, people are embracing it and embracing their passions it's you know, hey, I like it too. Let's hang out.
1: For me, it like I say this sometimes jokingly, but it, it it's more and more legitimate every time I say it. Star Wars is like my religion, and I mean that in like a mythological sense, like the, the storytelling, like the the like the theology of Star Wars, almost. You know that I, I feel like we are like theologians in a way, but like the, the, the way we dig through and like really analyze the stories and the, the, the characters and everything and what they tell us about ourselves and what they tell generations of people, uh, you know, about the way the world could be or should be, or shouldn't be things like that. It fully fills that void for me. Cause I, I grew up Catholic and then completely left religion and I've been a non-believer for more than half my life. And I I remember, as I was discovering that, reading so much about the place that religion, its place in community, and its place in people's experience and bringing people together. And if you take that away, what community do you have left? Especially when, like you said, you could be so different. What do you connect on? And Star Wars is fully that for me. It's like I want to go back in time and just tell younger me, like, no, dude, it'll be cool. You'll find your people, you know?
0: Obviously, you can't go back in time until little Adam. Like, yeah. it's fine. Love Star Wars. You'll you'll get there. I think because of, you know, growing up and not being able to say, like, I love Star Wars. For y'all who loved it as kids, being able to come into it now and, like, fully own it as adults and you're yeah. in control of everything, I think that's what makes it a little more special, too, is yeah. that you had to go through life to then get to this point where we have found this—it's cheesy, and I think this whole episode might be cheesy— it's like a family. Yeah. Like we sure. talk every day.
1: Yeah. Our, our text thread is the most active one on my phone. <laughs> <Yeah. period>. Sometimes <laughs> I can't even keep up. I'm just like overwhelmed, but it's, it's awesome because we're engaging and whether or not it's about business stuff like Mosh Isley or things like that, I don't know. It's great. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, that kind of goes to your
2: thought of like, oh, it is a religion mm-hmm. because like you're saying, it's, there's a belief, there's a, a connection is we connected because of Star Wars, but now we're friends, you know, yeah. or we're, you know, we're closer. We, we kind of. I uh, can say it,
0: we're friends. No,
2: we're, fr- what, but I mean, you. <laughs> Best friends. Uh, we're there for each other type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if we're, if there's ever a moment that there's self-doubt or you're having struggles with something, I think that is when we could kind of say, Hey, what do you think about this? And having that type of person, like most religions, there's someone to go to, to, Hey, yeah. let me talk to that person. Yeah. So it's not crazy to say that it's maybe a religion, but. It's just when you, know, you say it, you're kind of like, oh, that's crazy, that's a movie, that's you know whatever. Yeah. But it's like, no, this is what's kind of developed from it is a sense of
1: belonging, you know a sense of like community and yeah. whatnot. So, and the I mean, philosophy that comes from it and being able to look at a scene or a quote or you know going through loss, all of those kind of things are things that you can relate to in those stories that aren't just escapism, they aren't just entertainment. They allow you to relate and yeah. see yourself in the stories and vice versa.
0: I mean, you did call your podcast, Think the Maker. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, did you yeah. think about that before? Or No, uh, not not that thoroughly. Yeah, it all makes sense. Look at that. It was the force at work. Look yeah. At that. Yep.
2: <laughs> but I am going to break off, guys, because I got to go get the kids. So
0: It's a midday recording. Like, we never record yeah, midday. Yeah, this is
2: special, special, special. So <laughs> I will leave you guys. I'm going to go pick them up. I'll talk to you guys later.
0: Uh, We are back. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Had to take a little break. Stephen went to go get the kids. We are hanging out until he returns, and then we're going to go have fun together. Yeah. Go listen to music. Go eat things.
1: I'm playing a show here in Houston. Yay. In real life.
0: Um, I also realize now that I'm not sitting in the middle and I'm facing you now. Yeah. There are two Mosh Isley posters behind you, and you are wearing <laughs> your Mosh Isley It's shirt. called branding,
1: all right? <laughs> <laughs> Look it up.
0: subliminal messaging. Right. Okay, so we left off on talking about how Star Wars is like a religion and it really has helped us find our family, tribe, friends, cult. It's not a cult.
1: Community. Community. Yeah, and it's so multifaceted. And I think that kind of leads us into what we're going to talk about next is kind of the space that each of our podcasts occupies and how that finding that niche is something that like, I don't know, se- seems overwhelming at first because there there are so many content creators. There's so much Star Wars content out there. We struggled with it a little bit over time with uh, Thank the Maker. I remember having conversations with you about exactly what lane you wanted to kind of get into and how much Disney, how much Star Wars, and that balance. So for Thank the Maker listeners, do you want to talk about kind of the philosophy or the the headspace you were in to start with Princess and where you are now, maybe where you're going?
0: Yeah, sure. So... When we came up with the idea for the podcast, we knew we wanted to talk about Disney. We wanted to talk about Star Wars. And where what makes us unique or more unique is that we love going to the parks. Mm -hmm. We love Galaxy's Edge and we are a small, young family. And so we thought that we could bring that perspective into our conversations. But trying to come up with a name (laughs) that bridged all of that was kind of difficult because we wanted to make sure that we were honoring... The the Disney piece of it, but obviously, especially with Star Cruiser and just getting involved with you guys and everything, it's a it's a pretty heavy lean on Star Wars. Right. And no problem there. We absolutely love it. But how do you find something that's going to satisfy just from listen just from hearing it? You hear think the Maker. You're, oh, okay, Star Wars. Yeah. What does Disney have and what does Star Wars have in common? They've got princesses and scoundrels right. on both sides. Yeah. So it just depends. If you hear it from one way, you may think, Oh, automatically that's Star Wars. Right. If you're lean more Disney, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Disney, okay? But, yeah, that was the one thing that we really wanted to bring to the table is our experiences and then also talking about the reasoning behind why Disney and the parks do some of the things that they do. So, like, getting rid of Fast Passes and bringing in Genie Plus, well, why did they do that? Galaxy's Edge and why they've... They've marked it at a certain, very certain specific point in the Star Wars timeline. Why did they do that? And how does that feed into Star Cruiser and how those two blend together? And we just, we really love having those conversations of why things are the way they are and trying to understand the logic behind it. Because it helps us to understand it and just experience it a little bit better. And so I think that's something that we can... Shine lights on and just explore.
1: And help set expectations for people. And help
0: set expectations because especially with Disney and especially since the pandemic and over the last few years, it's gotten more and more difficult to go do Disney, especially on a whim. So understanding all the things that have changed, especially if you are just a Star Wars fan that wants to go to Galaxy's Edge and experience all of these things. You've got to figure out park pass reservations and Genie Plus and mobile order and all of these things and the Batu Bounty Hunt and the Magic Band and it's just it can be overwhelming and we For want sure. yeah we want to kind of break those barriers down and say you want to go drink some blue milk here's how you need to go drink right. <laughs> here's what you need to do to go drink your blue milk yeah yeah uh, but yeah I mean that's that's kind of what we want to do and like I said we love Star Wars so the fact that there is an entire land dedicated to it at both of the domestic parks is just. Thrilling to us. We've been able to experience both of those now. yeah. And now with Star Cruiser on top of that, there's just more Star Wars that we can actually physically go to and play in and experience. And it's just thrilling for us to be able, what a time to be alive.
1: Yeah, (laughs) for real. It's it's incredible. It's absolutely like something that we've all been waiting for our entire lives, whether or not we consciously thought that we needed something like this. For some of us, it's, it's the thing that we never knew we needed, some of us, we've been fantasizing about it since childhood. I'm one of those people, you know. I've always looked at places like Disney and Universal and thought, why is there not just a Star Wars one? You know, and as a, as a kid, I didn't, I couldn't do like the, the profit and loss math in my head to understand that that wasn't feasible yet, you know. But it's one of those things that now that it exists, I can't imagine it not existing. It's, it seems so essential, and the way they're tying it in and the hints at how they're going to further tie it in it just, it's just—it's so perfect, and it's just as big of a universe as Disney. Ultimately, because Disney as a park, it's not like it ties in with one movie or one franchise of movies. You know, it's kind of—it's kind of interesting and strange how Disney as a park has been so successful because it's not narrowly focused. Because mm-hmm. now that's how we think about everything in fandom. There are all these like narrow fandoms, some of which cross over in terms of like the demographic, but it's like, you know, in the, in the the era of streaming, you pick exactly what you want. The algorithm gives you exactly what you want in this very narrow band. So for Disney to just be like this magical place that covers a whole bunch of stuff a little bit, it's kind of, it's interesting. It's like an amazing history. Now we have Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is this one land, this one planet for this one franchise. But it it somehow seems like so much Bigger and more, uh, seems like there's more potential, even though it's narrow. Am I making any sense here at all?
0: It makes sense. And I think part of that is it is bringing in a new type of person to the yeah. Disney parks. I don't know if you did you go to Disney before Star I did. Wars?
1: As a kid, you know, family trips to Florida, stuff like that. I had been to Disneyland once. Epcot was kind of my thing mostly as a kid, being like a technology nerd, that was my thing. But I've never been like a Disney fan. Right. Despite being, you know, a a viewer and a fan of the movies. Right. I've never never been like a person to buy the Mickey ears and and wear them around, you know.
0: That's fair. But now you want to go, right? It's all
1: in the family now. Yeah. So, (laughs) of course. And my wife got really hosed as a kid. She wanted to go to Disney her whole whole childhood. She begged her parents to, to take her there. They never did. They said, oh, next year, next year, next year. She has three brothers and sisters. The year that... She, I think it was the year that she moved out that's when the family finally went no. with the three other siblings so she's still never been
0: never never oh my goodness so
1: we've been we've talked about it off and on for you know the past couple of years especially since I've been to Galaxy's Edge going and like fully doing everything yeah because she doesn't want to go and just you know get like a half day at Disney half day at Galaxy's Edge she wants to experience the whole thing so I don't know we've been talking about some options Animal Kingdom stuff like that because we're you know We love animals. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we know a travel agent. Do you now? Yeah. So maybe uh, we could work that out, (laughs) work out a trip.
0: But I think that's the really cool thing, what you're talking about, is that Disney World, the Disney parks, are not super narrowly focused. Mm -hmm. So what's getting you in the door is Star Wars. Right. But what's keeping you there is like, I like animals. Yeah. I could go look at that. Yeah. I like technology. I could go to Epcot. Yeah. I like large castles in the middle of Florida. Right. (laughs) I could go look at that. It gets you in the door and then you're there and then you're gonna get hooked. That's the problem.
1: Yeah, it's a good problem to have though. It's a great it,
0: problem to have.
1: It, it is not for your wallet,
0: but it's a great problem right. to yeah. just go and dream and uh it's so much fun to just go to the parks and just you be you're a kid.
1: Yeah. It's something that from afar is kind of hard to understand. You know, you see people that are so diehard for Disney and it because it's not narrowly focused, you're like, What do you do there? What's I don't I don't get the appeal, but when you do go and Is it east or west where you you actually go through the Magic Kingdom to get to Galaxy's Edge?
0: That is Disneyland.
1: Disneyland, okay. So just walking through, experiencing everything on the way in, and also, you know, you're sitting there waiting outside the gates at least a couple years ago for um, Rise of the Resistance boarding groups and stuff like that. You get to experience the whole thing, whether or not you planned on it. And I remember thinking, oh, okay, I think I get it. I think I get it. But you know what I mean? Just like seeing the joy on people's faces and there's a soundtrack to every inch of the park with every bit of your experience. Literally. It has a soundtrack to it and it makes sense. You don't, you don't have to have kids with you to see the kids experience. You don't have to be a fan of any specific thing. Just being there. It's just so well done, especially compared to like in St. Louis, we have a terrible six flags. It's just a Garbage heap is so bad. <laughs> so by comparison, it's like, oh my God, this is how you do a theme park. I get it. I fully get it.
0: And that's the difference as they say that Disney is a theme park versus amusement parks right. where it's more about the rides. Yeah. The, the trash cans are different depending on the land you're in. The, the ground, the floor yeah. is different. The foliage that they put in. And you see that when you go into Galaxy's Edge. You don't feel like you're in Frontierland or Fantasyland. You right. feel like you are in on Batuu. You're in a different place. It transports you completely.
1: Yeah. And it's not like there's just like a, you know, a hard line on the wall, like here from gray to white brick. It transitions so seamlessly. It's, it's like being transported just by walking through. Every time it's like magic. Like I have goosebumps right now. It's so, so well done. It's it hard is. to not want to just live there. You yeah.
0: know, but that's what we love to talk about is exactly that is just how well done they do things Mm -hmm. to make you feel like you are transported and you can let go just a little bit. Because as we all know, being an adult is a lot of work. And so when you get to go on vacation, you want to relax and unwind. And there are some things about a Disney trip that do make it a little difficult to do that, early wake-ups and all those things. But when you're there and you're in the parks and you're riding rides and your arms are up, like you just let go. And that's what's amazing about Disney. And that's what's amazing about Star Wars. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's a dream. But for our listeners, viewers that may not know Think The Maker, what is it that you guys talk about and discuss? And what do you, how did you guys come to be?
1: Well, the uh, the original idea, Ryan Key and I, Ryan, uh, I, I play in a band called Story of the Year. Ryan was for years in a band called Yellow Card, which is actually kind of back together now. And Nick is in a band called Bayside. We're all from kind of like a, a shared scene, Warped Tour, Emo, Screamo, Pop Punk kind of scene. So we have this shared history in music, and we discovered that we were all Star Wars fans somewhere along the way. So the original idea was actually not for a Star Wars podcast. It was just going to be a movie podcast. And the night before we were supposed to record the first episode, Ryan called me and said, what if we just make it a Star Wars podcast? I had some hesitations, but we ultimately obviously ended up going with that. And at first it was just... We'll talk about every movie. We'll talk about the TV shows. We'll watch all of those. And we'll just kind of cover it from our perspective because we just like to talk about Star Wars. And especially during, during the pandemic when we're all like looking for creative outlets, it, it was just a really exciting project to get started. And it ended up evolving over time into a few things that I feel like now are really our lanes. One being the perspective that we bring as artists. So when we're talking about the writing of a, of a film or acting or characters or this or that, we have insight from being in an adjacent industry. So I, I think that gives us a little bit of a niche. You know, people are hopefully interested to hear those kind of things. And then we also have something that just, I, I think I mostly settled into was the positivity angle. We're not film critics. We're not like a review site. People don't come to us, to find out whether or not they should spend their money on seeing a Star Wars film or whether or not they should subscribe to Disney+. Plus, We're just there to celebrate it all. And if there's stuff that we don't love, we just leave it out. To me, there's no point in wasting my breath on that, trying to convince someone that something that they love isn't good. Literally, what is the point? Yeah. There's no point. There's enough shit in the world that makes us all miserable. Why talk about the thing we love in a way that disparages it? There's plenty of stuff that I don't like in Star Wars or that I don't love or that I would have maybe done differently if I was the director by some chance. But, by
0: some chance. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I I don't let myself marinate on it and and let it get to me because the joy that I get out of Star Wars is where all my energy should be. And I feel like as a podcast, we've done a good job of of being that. In the early days, it was a little, you know, the first dozen or so episodes, we did have a, a little segment called Disturbances in the Forest, and it was gripes with things. <laughs> but we quickly evolved that into a certain point of view, which is now taking those gripes that either we or other people have and trying to find light in it in a way or actually discover the creator's intent or how it does make sense canonically if it seems not to on uh, on its face. But I think it's better overall. And I I've actually read reviews and read comments from people who specifically focus on they they connect most with that perspective, that like taking something that at first kind of like rubs you the wrong way and realizing, oh, I didn't think about it that way. I was just kind of being grumpy or it just wasn't what I expected or, or this or that. And that's ultimately, I think, where we should all be with something like this that is, while I call it my religion, it still is <laughs> entertainment. It still is just like escapism. So let's just all enjoy it, you know? Yeah.
0: And you guys do a really good job whenever the TV shows are on and you're recapping each episode. It's almost like, I love it because whenever you watch the episode, you're like, I want to talk about it. I want to break this down. I want to like explore my feelings with this and how this fits into bigger things. And you guys do a really good job of having those discussions so that it sounds like you're listening in on a conversation your friends are having. Yeah. But then also you do a really good job of, Easter eggs and who's in there and the intern and their Disney plus <laughs> <Right>. yeah, <laughs> little yeah. descriptions, yeah. but you make it, you add so much to those, the shows, the episodes of the shows with what you guys do. And so it's really fun to just listen to that and be like, yeah, you are right. Or like, oh, I had no idea. That's okay. I learned something. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Good that's job, good to man. hear. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Cause we're like, we're learning a lot. And that's the other thing I love is that Doing the podcast forces me to, forces all of us to, to go deeper and actually do some homework to prep. And then we in turn learn more about the thing that we love, which helps us, it just enriches the whole thing. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm by being forced to watch an episode twice the day of, so I can recap it, I get to watch the episode twice to recap it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, this is my job, so I need to watch this again.
0: Right. Oh, what a hard life. Right. <laughs> So there's one more show podcast in the network. Mm-hmm. Mike is not here, but let's talk a little bit about what Armor Party brings to the table. Since yeah. there's nobody here to represent,
1: well, it is—it's uh, <laughs> essentially just about Star Wars costuming and oh, okay,
0: that's armor,
1: it. armor, armor building. <laughs> but the guests that Mike has had on are like mind blowing. Like in the short time that it's been a podcast and the very few number of episodes he has, he's had some. Incredible guests, like um, Frank Ippolito. Mm-hmm. He's worked on a lot of Star Wars stuff. He's worked with um, Adam Savage and Tested and those folks, so he's kind of like got some overlap in there. I've been following his stuff forever. Was it the last episode of last season? It was the original sculptor of the original Darth Vader helmet.
0: Yeah, Brian Muir.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And he's such a good conversationalist. Yeah,
0: he's an incredible interviewer.
1: Yeah, and he knows so much, it's just... Some really deep dive stuff, obviously, but also as, you know, a person who's maybe just interested in costuming and whether or not you've done it, whether or not you've built anything, whether or not you have a a workbench like Steven with droid parts all over it. (laughs) It's so interesting to listen to if you're into any behind the scenes stuff.
0: I think that's the thing. If you're into any behind the scenes stuff, because for me, joining the Think the Maker Network, I knew about Armor Party and I was like, okay, well, you know. We're all friends now. Let's support each other. Let me start listening to Armor Party. Sorry, Mike, I didn't know <laughs> about Armor Party before. Right. But I started listening to it, and I wasn't that interested in costuming. However, we all had Star Cruiser coming up. And so I was like, well, I guess I need to learn a little bit about putting together costumes and this sort of thing. And I start listening, and I'm learning about how the weather affects the the finish on your paint and yeah. how all of these factors come into it and learning different perspectives that... I love listening to Armor Party, even though that's not something that I've have done yet is like build a full costume. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing kind of light cosplays for Star Cruisers and stuff like that. But it's interesting to learn these things and to just expand your knowledge. Yes, it's Star Wars, but it's also just a new craft, a new hobby. Yeah. And I think that's really fun.
1: Yeah. Like you said, that there there are so many things that you know you would never think of until you, you get deep into the process. Like, I've been an artistic person my whole life. I've always been building and making and painting and stuff like that since I was a little bitty kid. So I've always thought in my head, like, yeah, I could make that. I could do that. And I've done some light costuming, same kind of thing. But I I was always a little overwhelmed. And it was always a little daunting because I'm so obsessive. I'm thinking, like, okay, God, if I do that, that's going to take me a year or whatever, you know? So there wasn't really a resource aside from forums, things that, for a person with ADHD, also like me, are just a nightmare to navigate. There's so many resources out there, but they're in a form that doesn't work for everyone. So I was actually searching for a costuming podcast like five years ago, and there weren't any that offer what Armor Party offers. So when Mike brought the idea to me, I was like, dude, that's perfect. Please make that just so I can listen to it, you know?
0: (laughs) Just for me. (laughs) Because
1: it's perfect to, like you said, expose you to all these things that you wouldn't have thought of or didn't know how to go get a good answer to, to just hear someone speak about it versus reading a comment with a comment with a whole string of comments. It's a better format for some people. And it's just fun.
0: It is fun. Yeah. And then we all get to come together on Star Cruiser. Yes. When was that? Probably. It was a while
1: ago. It was back in March. What month is it now? Mm. September. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah,
0: It's been a little while. Yeah. But we all get to get together in person on Star Cruiser. We did it all. We did... The star wars that is thank the maker we did the costuming that is armor party and we were inside the disney Parks yes. that is princess and scoundrel like it literally was the perfect place for all of us to meet in person yeah. i mean we met at the kick and boots hotel <laughs> right. yeah yeah <laughs> no we kick and boots. boots it was not kick and boots it was one of the value
1: resorts there was a giant boot though.
0: it was a giant boot and it's now named the kick and boot hotel Hands
1: to forth. us forevermore yep. yes
0: but that's where we all met for the first time. And we really got to hang out in person. Yeah. And that was an experience. It was a big group of us. I think there was 12 of us all together. So it wasn't just the people in Think the Maker. There were some friends of ours as Mm -hmm. well. We brought our kids along, but that was, it was just the tops. I mean, honestly, like what an experience to go, to go live in a Star Wars. Like we were characters in a Star Wars story for two days.
1: Yeah. It felt like we were living canon. Because as far as we know, like what happens in the trip, no spoilers for anyone who's there. There's an event, an interaction between two characters that as far as we know is canon. Mm -hmm. So we got to live that. Whether or not we'll ever see that on screen or in a comic or this or that is irrelevant. We were there and we lived it. Yeah. And that's what you get for your money. In addition to all the other stuff, everyone who's complaining about how expensive it is, I agree. It's a lot of money. But if you can spend it, and you just embrace it, it got it's worth every cent, if not double. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It absolutely is so hard to justify that expense before you've done it. Right. And then the longer you're there, you're like, makes sense. Yep. Yeah. This totally makes sense. This yeah. is this is priceless, like the experience that you're getting out of it. Yeah. And I think that's what was hard, is like it was our first time meeting each other in person. We were all there together, and then we're in this really intense, like role playing situation yeah. for like, yeah, like two days. like actual
1: LARPing basically in Star Wars, yeah.
0: I think, I don't remember if it was the first day or the second day, but we ran into each other in the hall and you're like, Sarah, I just witnessed the most incredible thing. You're like, I can't even, I, like, you're like, I can't process it. I just need to cry for a moment yeah. and then move on. Yeah. And we like had a moment, we hugged each other in the hallway and then I was like, okay, I've, I've got my missions. You've got your missions. Yeah. See you next time.
1: Yeah. And then we all, that. Uh, I guess the first night, yeah, it was the first night. We were all in the, um, the lounge, mm-hmm. like the bar, basically. And we're all in costume, everybody, everyone around us. We've got Mandalorian armor. We've got Jedi costumes, all, just everything in between. We all have drinks in our hands. Everyone is in character who's working on the thing. There's music playing. And all of a sudden, the actual Moss Eisley Cantina music comes on. And we just all kind of looked at each other in disbelief and pure joy. And I remember saying it's happening like it's all it's all happening right now we're re- this is really happening right now that's when it fully hit me like like oh my god we're living it and uh i don't know we sound like shills right now but it's it's so it's so legitimately powerful and moving to be living in a world like that
0: it really is and that was, I think, what made the voyage hard for me, like, saying goodbye at the end of it, mm-hmm. was, one, we just experienced this incredible Star Wars story where we got to take part in it, but then, like, literally, we left the ship and we all parted ways after that. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, are we going to see each other again? Yeah. Like, what's, what's happening here? And we did have plans to hang out at Celebration a few months later, but right. we're like, but it won't be the same as Star Cruiser.
1: Right. I, I equated it so much to, like, touring with a band or kids at summer camp where you spend a short period of time doing a lot of really meaningful things in really close proximity, sharing living quarters and this activity space, whatever it happens to be. And those shared experiences are so significant when it's over, it's emotional.
0: It really was. Yeah. Well, we rolled from that into Celebration. Celebration was kind of wild. Yeah. It was definitely not like Star Cruiser where we were all locked in a small building together and right. we could run into each other often. Right. <laughs> like, I think I saw you once or twice, like at actual Celebration. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was weird. I didn't see you or Steven or Dano for the first day, like yeah. fully.
0: We sat next to each other or we sat in the same row on that one That's panel. Right. That's right, yeah. But you guys were like all the way at the end of the row and we were at the other end. And so it was kind of like a... Oh, hey. Yeah. And then as soon as it was over, scattered again. Right. But we did throw Mosh Isley.
1: Yes. Oh, that was so much fun. Probably the best idea any of us have ever had.
0: How did the idea even come to be?
1: I remember Mike early on saying, we need to do something. Some kind of meet up, meet up like, with patrons or something. That sounds like Mike. Yeah, he's like, we got we to gotta lock down a venue. We got to get a bar. We got to do something. I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. And of course, didn't do anything because my stupid brain. But Mike just kept on me like... Do we need to lock something down. We, we, we have to take advantage of this. We've got these podcasts now, and we've got these fan bases. Everyone's going to be there. We need to do a meetup. And that evolved into, I think, from Nick chiming in and saying he had, he had done sort of an emo night at 2019 celebration, it evolved into doing this full Star Wars-themed emo night kind of thing. Mike came up with the name. We had some other ideas that weren't nearly as cool. And then <laughs> it rapidly went from... Yeah, let's just kind of make this happen To We're having meetings about it. We're like we've got branding, Mike's doing all these logos, we've got merch. And now we're we're planning our second one.
0: Yeah. Our second one is Yeah. I guess by the time this comes out, it will be officially September. Our next Mosh Isley will be next month.
1: So close. <sighs> yeah, I'm a little freaked. But
0: it'll be good. It'll, it'll be, be really a lot good. of fun. Yeah. But it has been fun. And I think part of like we say, Oh, we've got weekly meetings about Mosh Isley, but it's Yes, we do actually accomplish work in those meetings, but also yeah. it's just like a way for us to hang out each week and just check in with each other. Yeah. How are your things? How's everything going? It's usually after you guys record, thank the maker right. and then hang out and then, all right, let's talk about the hosting Star Wars parties, which yeah. is amazing. Amazing. This is our life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we like, we legitimately threw. I've said this before, the best party that I've ever been to. There's like was
0: there's, it re, was it like that for you? For sure, it was incredible for me. Yeah, but I don't get up on stage and do what you do for a living.
1: I mean, you and Mike acted like you do. <laughs> I mean, you you we were both just like fearless and like full like lead singer mode the whole time, and it was amazing. Mike was Mike was level. on one. Yeah, <laughs> that one picture of, of him, him jumping, jumping is like the. God, it's incredible.
0: That should be the next poster.
1: Yes, (laughs) yes.
0: Don't worry, Mike. We'll design the next one. Don't worry.
1: Yeah, we got it. But uh, I mean, there was like the performative aspect to it, so it felt familiar in that way. But also it was so much different than any party I had been to, any show I've ever played, anything like that, because of the intersection of Star Wars and music to that level. It's It's not just like... You know, you've seen bands over the years. They'll do like the Imperial March for their intro music, or they'll do things like this, and it's like, oh, this is this is a cool moment. Or you go see like Star Wars live at like a symphony, right? Like mm. you've had experiences in person with music and Star Wars or a party. Or there's the uh, what's the bar in L.A.? Um, Scum and villainy. Scum and villainy. But there's something about this one. Looking out and seeing a room full of people with lightsabers in the air, singing lyrics to. Music from my band's genre, with all the nostalgia and everything wrapped together, the joy on people's faces, it was just unreal.
0: And costumes too. Like yeah. People came dressed up yeah. in either Star Wars costumes or there were a surprising amount of people that made emo-ified Star Wars
1: costumes. Like mashups, yeah. essentially, yeah.
0: They were, Yeah, they were mashups. It was so much fun to see that and to see people put the effort into some event that we we did we put yeah. on yeah <laughs> I think that was what was wild to me is just like this was just the thing that we talked about every week and then to see it actually play out in real life it was the best party I've ever been to in my life sweet and we're gonna do another one yeah
1: and now it has like a life of its own too because all like the stuff you were talking about the mashup costumes we didn't give anyone that idea we didn't <laughs> advertise that they should make a star wars cut off denim punk jacket you know what I mean like yeah that just happened, so I remember you know the, the weeks leading up, we were seeing pictures on social media, and we we were like, dude, have you seen have you seen what so and so did? You know, we were like giddy about it, and it it, it was like one of those like it's working, it's working <laughs> kind of moments. And now I f- I feel like there's like a precedent set. So for the next one, granted, it's also it, it's it's a Halloween party as well for this next one, but I feel like there's going to be so much more. We're going to know what our costumes need to be, or if they're going to be. Legit cosplays, mashups, whatever. Right. And I feel like in a few years after we have several of these, this is like, this could be the thing. Like we have our podcasts, we do do each of our own things, but this seems like the unifying thing that could be the biggest of all of it.
0: It could be. It's wild to think about. Yeah. Because if I think about, you know, where we started this conversation and- each of us and our kind of origin stories into creating our podcasts and our shows and how it's led us all together. And it's led us to Mosh Isley. Mosh Isley was supposed to be just like a one and done fun little after party that we threw. And like you said, this could be this great thing that we just, it continues on and becomes this huge thing. That's our hope. I mean, we don't know we've thrown one of them. Like
1: yeah, (laughs) this next one could completely flop.
0: (laughs) But that's what it's all about. Right. Hope.
1: Well done, right? Well there played. we go. Nice.
0: Put a little bow on it. We're out.
1: Maybe that's where that's where we wrap it up.
0: <laughs> I think so. We could wrap it up here.
1: Well, you're steering the ship, so.
0: All right. So we're ending on hope. As we should. <laughs> As we should. I think that's a good yeah. place to end it. But what do you have going on? Where can people find you online?
1: You can follow Thank the Maker on Instagram and TikTok at Thank the Maker Pod on Twitter at Thank the Maker. My stuff is all at Adam the Skull. We have, what, three episodes left before Andor? Three, four episodes before Andor, and then we'll be covering that week to week. First three are going to be kind of gnarly, so I'm sure we'll do like a full wrap-up at the end of the season. But that's a good uh, nine weeks' worth of stuff, so that'll be great. And then we're into the holidays, probably. We'll have Mosh Icely. Um In the meantime, that's October 28th. Tickets are on sale. You should buy them. It's in Las Vegas at uh, Backstage Bar and Billiards. It is... Sort of a pre-party for the second weekend of the When We Were Young festival, which is, for anyone who's into punk and emo and so on, the the biggest festival of all time. Broke the internet. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) So tickets are on sale at moshisley.com. And I'm on tour right now with my band, actually, Story of the Year. So come see us. We're playing Houston tonight, and then we continue east. We go up and down the east coast and some of, like, uh, the south. We're doing Nashville and a few other places, so storyoftheyear.net is where you can go for tickets.
0: All right. Thank you for hanging out with us for this episode of Princess and Scoundrel with a crossover of Think the Maker. Take care, and until next time...
1: May the Force be with you.